Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's April 15th, 2012. In case you needed to know the date because you were late for something. Tax day, except not really, because it's a Sunday and those kind of things just don't happen on Sundays. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the MC of the show, the Poetry Superhighway Live Worldwide Open Reading. And your Well, you know who you are, don't you? I hope you're poets or people who like poetry. Uh, Either way, if you're a poet, I hope you call in. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. It's an open reading. You You just call in, I put you on the air, and you get to read a poem. It's that simple. So do that. We don't have any content or style restrictions. It's a mantra. I'd love to hear what you're working on. love to hear your your latest poem. uh, Or introduce us to yourself with uh, your your classic piece. Whatever you'd like to do. Call in now, anytime within the next hour, and we'll get you on the air. A few things I want to tell you about. First of all, the Poetry Superhighway, we're right in the middle of our eighth annual great ebook free-for-all. It's a project where if you have an ebook or you're willing to make one and you fill out the online form and submit your ebook on May 1st for 24 hours, 24 hours only, all of the ebooks that have been submitted will be freely available to download by anyone who visits the webpage and will promote it widely. And then at the end of the 24 hour period, they will go offline and will replace that page with a listing of how many times each book was downloaded. So just as a participant, you have the opportunity to expose your poetry to uh, lots and lots of people and get a little bit of feedback about how many people have downloaded your book. And just as someone who may enjoy poetry, well, right now there's 39 different books online, and we're all about halfway through the collection period. I think we had 80 last year. I'm not sure. A lot. Someone who likes poetry, you'll be able to download for free a ton of poetry. Now, I'm not promising you're going to like it all, but I bet you'll like something that you find. So participate. All you have to do is go to PoetrySuperHighway.com, uh, get to the Poetry Superhighway uh, page itself, and then click on Free For All, the great ebook Free For All. And uh, all the guidelines there on how to participate, some suggestions on how to put together an ebook if you've never done that before, has to be in a PDF format. Don't don't email it to me, people. There's a there's an online form, uh, which is uh, which is how you'll go about submitting it, and uh, all the info is there. And that's it. That's it. I hope you participate. Uh, this week also on a Wednesday night is Yom HaShoah, which is Holocaust Remembrance Day. So we are now open for submissions for our annual Holocaust Remembrance Day uh, issue. So you follow. If you're interested in participating in this, uh, you need to submit by Friday. Send in a poem uh, in which you are responding to 
the Holocaust or uh, the issues that the Holocaust raised or something uh, of that nature, anything that has to do with that. Uh, follow the regular Poet of the Week submission guidelines, which you can also find at PoetrySuperHighway.com. Uh, on the Poetry Superhighway page, just click on Submission Guidelines. You'll receive a, uh, an automatic email which which will indicate – it seemed like you've, you've submitted for regular Poet of the Week, but just indicate that you're submitting for the special Yom HaShoah issue. And uh, do it by Friday. Friday is the deadline, and uh, the issue will, will go up uh, shortly. Actually, I think Thursday is the deadline now that I think about it. A special email is going to go out. Um, uh, tonight to uh, specifically calling for submissions for this. So pay attention to the deadline because unlike other, uh, the ongoing Poet of the Week deal, this is a really kind of a tight turnaround and a lot of work goes into it. So I really need this stuff. I think it's by Thursday so I can do the work and have it up uh, by by Saturday, which is, now that I think about it, an insane amount of work that I'm about to take on. A lot of people submit for that issue. So that's that. Um, that's what's going on here in uh, Poetry Superhighway World. Uh, I, I want to also thank everyone who tuned in to the special show we did last month, which was um, Through Lines with Brendan Constantine and me, Rick Lupert. Uh, Brendan Constantine is another Los Angeles poet who has a new book out. His new book is Calamity Joe from Red Hen Press. And uh, my new book is Death of a Mauve Bat from Ain't Got No Press. And uh, both books... Uh, which are written in our own uh, voices, of course, uh, were are um, kind of have through lines uh, go, uh, in them, meaning that there's uh, themes which connect the different poems in uh, different way, in very different ways between the two books. So we had a good conversation talking about our books, and we read some poetry from them and other kinds of uh, uh, things like that. And thanks for tuning in. I know there was a there was an echo uh, because of a technical issue we didn't realize was going on during the show, and I apologize for that. But if you have the chance to listen, you can go to the blogtalkradio.com slash PSH and listen to the archived edition. Brendan, uh, BrendanConstantine.com is a truly stunning poet, and his book is well worth checking out. And uh, hey, you know what? Mine is too. All right, again, the number to call in is area code 213. No, 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 I'm sorry, 646-716-7362. We're going to get to our... Uh, First caller, a caller from the 614 area code. Hello. Rick, how you doing? Doing good, thanks. Hey, this is Vincent from Fanmail. Vincent, tell me from where again? Uh, with uh, the Fanmail Poetry Book. Oh, oh right, right, right. Of course. Yes, from, he uh, Fired by the characters of Marvel Comics. Right, right, right. I just, I for some reason, I was listening for a, a city name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm from Westerville, Ohio, so I do want to give Westerville a shout out. Good. Good to hear your voice. I've been great, thanks. How have you been? Thanks for calling back in. No problem. I've been excellent. Hey, I'm going to do one today from from Fan Mail, and uh, I figured I'd do the the captain today, Captain America. Excellent. All right. So uh, this one's entitled, One Man in America. It says, one man gives his life for a chance to do more, to fight for his country to even the score against Nazis, communists, terrorists, and their kind, fighting for truth and justice with one goal in mind, freedom. Yes, freedom. For freedom is not free. Just ask all the soldiers whose lives paid the fee. This man, small in stature, yet in heart, oh so big, 
offered himself so freely as a guinea pig. By ingesting the drug, he became so much more, a hero, a conqueror, victory his reward. His uniform bears the colors of a nation so great. Only one fits the bill, yes, the United States. Of America he hails from, ambitiously fights for, his shield now completing his distinct uniform. Through wars past and present, he defends with steel will, for no foe can withstand the captain and his shield. Very cool, Vincent. <laughs> love these poems. I love the you know the whole merging of the two worlds that that you that you're doing in your work is is uh, is really interesting and cool. And I'm sure I've said this before. I think you really have the chance to to bridge the gap between maybe some people who are fans of comics but not poetry. Correct. And poetry. You know, you're, you're bringing all these people into this world. So very cool. Great, great. Hey, I appreciate appreciate what you're doing and uh, appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. So I, I put the website up on in the chat room, fanmailpoetry.com. Anything else you got going on you want to plug while you're on the air? Yeah, um, I also uh, I got another one called Do Pantyhose Lie. They can look that one up at www.dopantyhoselie.com. It's more uh, probably adult-related, not like X-rated, but it's more mature. So a lot of people would check that one out. Women particularly like uh, one in there called Women and Wine. But uh, I really like fan mail, and I, I really believe what you're saying about the opportunity to pose, to kind of um, combine po- poetry and people who like comic books, especially younger people, you know, as an opportunity to get them to read and to write. So that's kind of my goal with the whole project in the first place. Yeah, well done. Cool. Well, um, I yeah, I, I recall your other website too. I think we just added that recently to uh, the Poetry Superhighway Links archives. And um, hey, I'm a fan of more adult things, so I'm glad. And it's a great website title too. So cool. Okay. Cool. Hey, Rick. Thanks. And uh, hey, you have a good one. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye bye. Bye. So Vincent from Westerville, Ohio. Reading again from uh, his his book, uh, Fan Mail Poetry, uh, kind of written about Marvel comic superheroes. Very cool project. Check out his website, fanmailpoetry.com, or his other website, uh, Do Pantyhose Lie, which is uh, a whole other thing. Um, all right, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Do call in. I, I also want to mention I, – I forgot to mention this earlier – uh, every uh, show we try to play a spoken word track, and uh, I have a submission this this month from Jerry Garcia, a local poet from Southern California, which mixes one of one of his poems and some live music, which is very cool. That I'll be playing about the half hour mark of the show, so do stay tuned for that, and do call in and share your poetry. We'd love to hear what you have going on. Uh, give you the chance to plug whatever it is that's coming up, whether it's your new book, your a reading you've got, your website, whatever it is, call in 646-716-7362. Moving along to a caller from the 919 area code. Hello. Hello, that must be me. That's you. Yes, and, and I am, uh, you, you're probably familiar with me, I'm Harry Calhoun. How you doing, Rick? Hey. Hey, Harry, I'm doing well, thanks. Doing good, and, and I am... Uh, uh, happy to say I'm having a uh, new book out. Uh, it's a chapbook uh, called Maintenance and Death from a uh, little press called Pigger Press in uh, Brighton, England. 
and uh, I am not gushing, but I'm kind of gushing. It's uh, probably the most beautiful chapbook I've ever seen. Uh, Pete Lally, the publisher, has just a one- wonderful job with it. It's uh, got a hard uh, cardstock uh, cover, uh, dark brown with gold ink. It's got like uh, vellum inside and outside sheets. Uh, the inside is typeset in uh, a font called American Typewriter, which is kind of dignified serif font and uh, cream-colored pages, and uh, the whole thing is just killer. It's a numbered numbered, uh, edition of 50 copies, so I think we're going to sell them out pretty fast and and, uh, move on to a second printing, but uh, uh, that's just hopeful thinking on my part. But uh, it's a really, really great endeavor, and and I'm really proud to be part of it. That's very cool. Um, I love the uh, name of the press, uh, by the way, Pig Ear Press. Uh, and as a vegetarian, I'm offended by it as well. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> well, I like to think that that Pete has. Uh, I've kidded around uh, with him about this. That he's uh, he's uh, made a, uh, a silk purse out of the uh, pig ear here, uh, and and done a really good job with the uh, with the chapbook. So, you know, hopefully that's the case. Cool. Well, um, Harry, great to ha- you haven't have you called into the show before? Yeah, I have. I, I read okay. uh, a couple months ago, uh, okay. actually about six months ago, and I've been I've been meaning to uh, call in for the past few months, but uh, work and and uh, things with my my wife and things like that just keep getting in the way. And I, I told my wife today, I said, got to got to call into Rick's show today. Absolutely have to do it because of the new chapbook coming out and everything. I definitely want to <laughs> read uh, at least one poem from it and you know uh, sort of promote it a little bit. That sounds great. You're, are you still in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina? Yeah, still in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, with my beautiful wife, my two lovely dogs, uh, Hamlet and Harriet. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let, let's hear your poem. Okay, I'd, I'd kind of like to, uh, in, in keeping with the uh, my, my joy over the new book, and uh, I'd like to read the title poem from the book. It is called Maintenance and Death. Okay, Maintenance and Death. It's on my calendar. My dog's heartworm medicine is due on August 10th, the same date that would have been my parents' 59th wedding anniversary, the same date of my first day of physical therapy for my old hip. It seems like it boils down to maintenance and death when you get so far along. Where was I when life surged around me like spring visiting the eternal spruce? I was somewhere on my calendar, I guess, the one whose pages have turned while I was looking the other way. And tomorrow, I feed my dog his medicine and nurse myself and honor what is sadly in the ground. Tomorrow morning, I will sit on the deck and ponder the perennial plants growing in the back lot, salute them as they answer to their own secret calendar. Mm. Very nice, Harry. Thank you. Uh, well, congratulations on on the upcoming uh, upcoming book. I've just uh, pasted in the in the chat room um, a, a link to your website. I couldn't find a link to Pig Ear Press. I, I see the closest I could come was alligatorstew.wordpress.com, which seems oh, like actually, it's- yeah, that's uh, uh, Pete Lally who does the uh, did the book. Actually, Alligator Stew is his magazine, uh, and I can give you that link. Actually, that's, sure, go ahead. That's www. Press, all one word, dot co dot uk. Dot co dot uk. Okay, I'm just pasting that in now in case anyone wants to uh, head over there and check it out. Um, but let me ask you a question. You know, I just got an email. I, you know, running a, a, a website for 
for poets as I do. I, a lot of people, you know, I, I get these kind of really broad questions a lot. This, this same kind of broad question, asking for some kind of advice um, on publishing a book, and I'm never really clear if 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 they're asking about you know, self-publishing in terms of how to go about doing that and getting a nice book out there through one of the on-demand houses or or if they mean, you know, getting someone else to pick up their book, like, for example, you know, another press that's that's happening with you. Do you have, you know, what, what's your process? Do you have a, any advice you would give to, to people who are asked that question? Well, actually, actually, Rick, this is kind of a, a, a kind of an almost miraculous story of how you kind of fluke into something. I... Um, I actually uh, started writing the poems for uh, Maintenance and Death about a year and a half ago, and I started shopping them around, and uh, I've had some really good luck with uh, some of the smaller presses, including David Greisman's Abbey and uh, 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 Cheryl Townsend's uh, press and some of the other ones, but it's like, in this case... I started out with like a, a body of poems, and um, um, I guess I can mention the name. Black Coffee Press uh, showed an interest in the poems about a year and a half ago. And so I said, okay, cool, here are the poems, what do you think? And uh, there was a little bit of a delay, and uh, um, after a while, the, the publisher got back to me and said, well, you know, he said, I, I really, I know that I kind of uh, expressed an interest in your stuff, but the best I can do right now, the financial situation being what it is and the economy being what it is, is to offer you publication on a, an e-book. And I said, and I'm not usually this stubborn about things, but I said, well, you know, I really, I really like you, and I really like your press, but I, I really am interested in doing a print book right now. So thanks, but no thanks, and I'll keep you in mind for later. And so I sort of went about starting over again. And lo and behold, it just so happened that I was getting a few poems published in this Alligator Stew magazine. And uh, I mentioned to Pete, the publisher, I said, well, you know, uh, would you, you do some really nice stuff. Would you be interested in possibly doing a chapbook? And he said, well, you know, I haven't thought about it, but uh, yeah, that sounds good. And he had never done one before. <laughs> and so for both of us, this was a first venture. It's kind of like I, uh, he had never done a chapbook before. And so we we're kind of the blind leading the blind here. And so I sent him some poems and I added some new ones, you know, because I thought, well, the older ones are a year and a half old. So I added a bunch of new ones in. And the book is a completely different animal than it was when I first started out a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the way this happened. It was almost sort of a fluke thing. And it's his first imprint on Pig Ear Press. And he's, I know he's got a couple other uh, poets lined up for other imprints uh, coming down the road. But that's how it happened in this case. Cool. Well, that's great. So, but in in uh, and that's 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 very cool. That in a sense you're helping to launch this uh, this new small press as well. Um, and it really is the blind. I mean, until you kind of actually go through the process and do it as a publisher, you know, it's it is you're kind of going in blind and hoping you're doing it right for the you know in in the best possible way so you don't break your own bank as well as you know get actually. There's more to it than just printing the book, you know. It's it's getting oh, yeah. the word out and 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 hopefully generating interest in it and that that kind of thing. And that's actually where I think a lot of small presses um, probably fall a little bit short. They're pretty good about picking books that they like and getting them in print and maybe doing a reading. But in terms of really, 
you know, getting the word out and, and doing the the other part, which is really necessary for, for the success of not just the individual project, but the press is, is, is being a marketing team as well. Well, and, and so much of it, Rick, is, is um, I, I, I don't want to uh, say to poets out there that a lot of it is luck, but uh, it is. Um, uh, right now, as we speak, it's like I, I get Google alerts. You know, It's like saying, okay, they pick up Harry Calhoun and they say, okay, Harry Calhoun, you have something going on with Google. And uh, a few days ago, I got a Google alert. And so there's the Google alert says, who is Harry Calhoun? Well, Harry Calhoun in this case is someone is writing a novel and illustrating it, and the novel has a character called Harry Calhoun. And how how, how random is that, right? Yeah. And the character is a small-time villain named Harry Calhoun, who's uh, part Scottish, which I am also. And it's being done by an illustrator <coughs> who is named Mike Jackson. <clears throat> and this illustrator named Mike Jackson, who does really brilliant illustration, and he's he's a, a partner in this press. And so I wrote back and I said, Mike, I really like your illustrations. Is there any chance that I'm 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 working out up on a new chapbook? Is there any chance you might do an illustration for a cover of a, of one of my new chapbooks? So we're going back and forth now and talking about that. So it's like anything can happen, you know. How what what are the chances that this would happen? But uh, it's happening. Right. I mean, so in in terms of shot, I mean, if you could even take a step back from where where you are on the fluke nature of it, if you could give advice to this person who who wrote me just yesterday, you know, like how what's the best way to go about getting a book published? I mean, uh, besides the advice of just hold out for the fluke and luck, to, you know, what what yeah, would you, right. what would you say? Um, always well. One thing is always keep your eyes open. You know, um, the other thing is um, is like I always go to uh, do a trope, and of course I rely on uh, poetry superhighway. It's just like keep your eyes open and uh, keep open to improving your stuff all the time. It's just like I. Um, uh, you know, when I started like uh, 30 years ago, I had no idea that all these options were open to me, and I just, uh, you know, I just keep my eyes open and just sort of. Uh, there are so many presses out there, and they're open to people of all levels of experience and opportunity. You know, so that's that's one thing I would say. It's just like you can never, you can never tell. It's like it's, um, it, it's really. It's really hard to say what's right around the corner from you. You know that, that I know that's that's kind of hedgy on my part, but uh, y yeah, yeah, it is. I, you know, it's. I suppose I, you know I'm hearing the same kind of thing in people who are struggling to be actors. You know, it's you may be great, and um, and of course you should always work on your craft, but sometimes it really is being in the right place at the right time. But you know, but you also have to put yourself out there to to be in any places at all. I suppose. Well, and also the 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 person who read the great Captain America stuff or or the Marvel comic stuff before me and my stuff and the person who might read next uh, after me and stuff, the we're all in a different niche and we all read different stuff, but it's all good to someone. It's like I've published some people in Pig and a Poke magazine that I, I wouldn't write the same stuff, but to me it's still good. And and it's just a matter of connecting with people who say, hey, wait a minute, this guy isn't – I wouldn't write this, but it's really good. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of connecting with the right people. I, I know I've had people reject me right and left. I uh, When I first started back, uh, I probably took about 
eight or nine years off writing until about 2008. And uh, when I first got back into it, I sent out uh, a submission of 12 poems to a magazine, and they've rejected all 12 of them. <laughs> Talk about depressed. I'm like, oh, my God, well, I've totally lost it, haven't I? And But I hadn't. You know, I just... I just sent it out to the wrong magazine, and, and I just kept plodding away at it, and uh, eventually I found the people who like my stuff again. You know, and you, you just have to keep trying. I know that's hard advice if you keep getting rejected, but eventually if you, it's a, it's a, I guess, Rick, it's a combination of being persistent and also realizing that you've got to keep trying and keep improving. It's like if I... Uh, I have poems all the time that I send out to three or four magazines, and every time they get rejected, I keep saying, okay, they probably got rejected because of this line or that line or this line or that line. I'll keep rewriting it and sending them out again. But I don't just keep sending out the same poem. I keep rewriting them and trying to improve them. So I, I guess it's partly um, sending the right markets and partly improving your product. Yeah, no doubt. I and mean, that's all great advice. Um, Piginpoke.com, uh, is that right? Yeah, Piginpoke.com. That's my old magazine. Not currently active. My my wife and I are trying to like revive it, but we're so darn busy with other things. Um, have a reading this coming Saturday, um, uh, April 21st, at uh, a, a little place in, or a, a winery and vineyard at uh, in Apex, North Carolina, uh, called uh, Clower Valley Farms, and. Uh, it's uh, a benefit for uh, animal shelters. I'm really proud of that. Part of the sales of my books are going to benefit animal shelters here in North Carolina. And uh, it's called the Artists for Animals Fair. And so uh, I'll be doing that this uh, this coming Friday, reading for about 25 minutes. And that, that's going to be great. Well, that's great. Now I can see why you took issue with the title Pig Ear Press. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see why you would too as a vegetarian. Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah. my, my wife uh, eats very little meat also. So, Well, there you go. Well, Harry, great to talk with you again. Congratulations Good on the upcoming new book, and I appreciate all the all the advice for, for anyone who might be listening who's looking to get published as well. So take well, it easy and call thanks. in again. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Ruth. All right. Bye. Bye. That was uh, Harry Calhoun from... Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, um, someone who has called into the show before, but also who is uh, uh, someone who's been active uh, online on the Poetry Superhighway, submitted work to us before. Um, in fact, I, I just posted a link in the chat room to his most recent uh, Poet of the Week uh, page. Um, so if you're in the chat room, you can see that he was Poet of the Week uh, last in October of uh, 2011. So go, go check it out. All right, well, um, we've got some more callers on the line. I'd like to like to get you on the air, too. The number is 646-716-7362. Um, call in. We'd love to hear your poem, whether whether you've been published a million times, whether this is the first poem that you've ever written and you've never been published. Um, we're open to anything. We'd love to hear what you have to say, um, <clears throat> hear what your poem is. And uh, after our next caller, we're going to get to that spoken word track from uh, Jerry Car Garcia. So... Speaking of uh, of uh, of people who exist, here's a caller from the 973 area code. I do. <laughs> I'm taking inventory. Check, 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 check. Yeah, all the parts are working. Well, almost all. <laughs> How you doing? This is Dave Nevis from the lush, rolling, radioactive hills of Newark, New Jersey. 
I'm fairly sure that's not how you pronounce your last name. No? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm doing good. It's good to hear you. Good to hear your voice again. Thanks for uh, thanks for holding all that time and uh, and welcome aboard. Oh, it was great to hear Harry, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, offer his advice. I had one or two things to add to it, but that's after I read this short piece here okay. called Hannibal's Recipe, and this is from my book, uh, Tales of an Unclean Life, and uh, Hannibal's Recipe, and it deals basically with the uh, uh, a rather ancient way to deal with dissent. Here it goes. The radical right-wing Kate talker tells me that I'm lazy and that my autistic son is a brat and that liberalism is a mental disorder and that I'm un-American so that there's no room for my kind in the Fourth Reich. I then invite him for dinner and show him the body parts in my freezer, the shrunken head in chocolate sauce, the marinated penis and lime juice. My friend Hannibal wants to gently uh, roast the talker's liver with just a hint of basil, some fava beans, and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Keep it greasy so it goes down easy. Propaganda never tasted so good. End poem. Well, that's a lovely uh, uh, vision. It, for for us in Southern California, it's the perfect timing because it's 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 far enough after lunch, and still a few hours before dinner. So we have time. We've already had time to digest the last meal. Oh, and we, lunch! And we have lunch, time. To, that's a whole other issue. I got tons of things on lunch. And we we will have time before dinner to completely forget about everything that you've just said. So it'll be it'll be fine. Um, so David, your book is on on Friesen Press. Is that uh, is that yes. a press that you submitted to, or is that a press that you started? What is that? No, Friesen Press is a uh, uh, you know it's it's basically self publishing. That's what it is. You know, Friesen Press. It's um, they uh, you know they basically do what you want them to do. And that's oh, it's, what it is. It's you know, like it. It's a print on demand kind of company where yes. they they help print you get your demand. book out there. And I saw it's it, I saw it's it's also up on Amazon. Is that a service that they offer for you or Yes, they they put it everywhere. That's the good part about it. It's also an ebook. So oh, it's wow. everywhere. Well, that's great. And it's a beautiful cover. Yeah. I'm looking at it on on Amazon right now. Did did they design it for you and do all the layout and stuff? No, the picture is mine. I designed it. They did oh, wow. the layout. They did the layout, but the picture is my personal picture that I put there. I submitted. Okay. They did do the layout. Yeah. Nice. And you said you had some some things, some thoughts you wanted to add in terms yes. of publishing. So I just I just want to make it clear the difference uh, here, like in, in sort of the methods. Um, you know, Harry got his book picked up by a small press, and you've essentially gone the self-publishing route. And and I, you know, just I, there's not a judgment there because, in fact, all of my books I are are the same way. I, I put them together. I, I I do all the layout and stuff myself, but I I started my own press uh, expressly to do this for. So, but but tell us tell us what you wanted to add to that conversation. Okay, what I wanted to is number one to pick up a copy of the uh, Poets Market. To 
picked up a copy of that. Uh, I I have it. I use it. Of course, I get a lot of you know, and it has everything in there in terms of. Uh, and the poets market now comes with the um, online subscription. What does that uh, mean? You can get an online subscription means you can get into their website and get the current information. Get all the current information. Get the current contests. Get the current um, magazine. Uh, you know, uh, magazines and and journals and all of that. You know, all all the current uh, the ones that are submit that are accepting submissions and the ones that are not. Get all current information. That, that's interesting because I, you know, I'm wondering in particular. I haven't bought a copy of a poet's market in a, in a long time because it seems like, for the most part, the information is online. Can can you subscribe to what the poet's market, uh, which really has always been kind of the essential, you know, a, a guide for poets looking to get their stuff published in in print. And can you subscribe to the information they offer online? Exclusively, or or do you have to buy the book in order to get access to it? I think you can subscribe to it exclusively. I think you can. Okay. I'm pretty sure you can, but I'm going to research that for you. Okay. Please do. I'll research that. Um, second thing I wanted to add, real quick, was that I, as a, I like to road test my poems road testing, like I do over a poetry superhighway. Read, read, read publicly. Read publicly, submit, road test your poems while you're waiting for, you know, acceptance. Road test your work. That's great advice, and that's that's you know one of the things that I always tell people that you know if you have the chance to get in front of a live audience at a, at a reading or even a show like like this um, where you don't necessarily get immediate feedback from an audience, but you you get to know your own work better by reading it out loud. You get a certain confidence to it. You you see the way that you're reading it, and you might you might realize, oh gosh, that doesn't read exactly the way I wanted it to. So you might. You might want to edit it later, and in particular, if you're in front of a live audience, um, which I also recommend at a at an open mic or something like that, you'll you get immediate feedback um, from the audience, not necessarily from them coming and talking to you, but but how by how they react to the poem. You know, whether it's laughter if that's your intention, or or that you know, Absolutely. if there's something. I, I, that's... I Go ahead. got valuable exposure. In uh, Hoboken, when I used to read there, I was I was quite well known in Hoboken for for a, a long time. Well, I haven't even broken Hoboken yet, so that's that's quite a, <laughs> it's quite a market you've you've mastered over there. Um, cool. Well, David, anything else going on you want to let us know about? Now everything seems pretty dormant here. I've been looking for things. Everybody's dormant. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting on some uh on some information but there's going to be some kind of a poetry contest big poetry contest here but it's coming up in the fall in Newark so I'll let you know when that that comes it's a slam hmm. so I'll let you know when that happens but it's kind of early now but I'm looking for that when I get the information I'll pass it along 
Great. Well, David, great to talk with you as always. <laughs> nice to hear your poem. I hope your uh, your book do, uh, does well. And thanks for uh, the conversation with your your two cents as well. Okay. Thank you so much, Rick. We'll we'll talk next time. Sounds good. That was uh, David Neves calling from uh, the lush rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey. Um, uh, a repeat offender here on Poetry Superhighway Live. All right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. We're just past halfway in the show, and I promised you the spoken word track. Uh, um, every every month in the show, we try to play a spoken word track, um, and we I invite your submissions just to email it to me at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, um, an MP3. I'm kind of I'm looking for not just a straight read of a poem, but something that was uh, that makes it kind of unique to the fact that it's a recording. Um, you know, whether it's something that you put together with some kind of sound effects or something of that nature. Um, in this case, uh, this is a a poem from Jerry Garcia called Rainy Night House that was recorded live um, and was accompanied by uh, live musicians, I believe at Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center here in Southern California in, um, in Venice, California. So let's take a listen. Minor piano notes plinking rainfall on terracotta tiles. Suburban midnight's blue raincoat watches the rise and fall of your gently breathing body in leftover incandescence. White cotton sheets barely exposing milky cleavage. Nipples rest like rosy brown petals on snow. A sleepy grimace punctuates the amber features of your reverie. Simultaneous dreams, mere noir cravings of a two-person choir. Harmony becomes restless with night sweats of mutual distrust. Shallow assignation ending at dawn, afterglow fades into quarrels of thunderstorms and door slams. Practice pedaled piano dampens yellow reflections of a last sunrise kiss before morning's flood undermines the need to cling and repair. Far away in desert vapors, a movie-themed melody plays against strident chords, scoring this escape from epoch memories of who we might have been. Very cool. That's from Jerry Garcia, the poem Rainy Night House, recorded live uh, with uh, music behind it. There's a couple other tracks he sent in from from that uh, performance, which I have, which I'll, I'll try to get to in future shows. You should definitely check it, check Jerry Garcia out. Um, I'm, I'm I just uh, I'm posting in a couple seconds his uh, website address in the chat room. Uh, it's uh, gratefulnotdead.com. Uh, Jerry also uh, appeared in an anthology I edited called The Night Goes On All Night, which is an anthology of noir-themed poetry that was released in conjunction with the L.A. Poetry Festival's A Night in the City, which was a noir festival of uh, film and poetry and writing. Um, so check that out. I, I posted a link to that anthology in the chat room as well. Thanks so much for sending that in, Jerry. Really love that piece and the, and the whole 
a, a track as well with all the music. So that's what I'm looking for, guys. If you've got something like that, um, or something completely different, but then again, isn't isn't just a straight reading with you into the microphone. You know, something that that's that's a track that's been put together in in some way. Um, we play a spoken word track. We try to, at any rate, if we have one to play um, at the roughly the half hour mark of of our monthly show. Just uh, email the MP3 to me at Rick at Poetry. Superhighway.com. All right. Uh, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving now to a caller from the 310 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Rick. It's Marie Lecrevain. How are you? I'm good, Marie. How are you? I'm good. Um, very quickly, I wanted, if you wouldn't mind me plugging this Poetic Diversity back online. We have an April issue in time for National Poetry Month, and we will be taking submissions starting in May. So if people would like to submit to our biannual magazine, um, you can go to poeticdiversity.org. Cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> so, And congratulations. I know it's been uh, offline, offline for – well, not offline, but you haven't put up a new issue in a while, so it's it's great to have it back and – and I've I've started perusing through the issue myself, and there's a lot of great people in it, and people should definitely check it out. Well, thank you. I hope you'll submit something because we'd love to publish you again. And I did have a thing I wanted to mention. You guys were talking about the poets market. Yeah. If people want to go and find an updated daily resource for submissions for anywhere, whether it's poetry, you know, nonfiction, fiction, whatever, they should go to duotrope.com. Mm-hmm. because it's a free service. I mean, they do ask for donations, but it's not a subscription. And they do update their listings daily. Wow. So. Du- duotrope, D-U-O-T-R-P-E.com. T-R-O-P-E. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I just posted that link too. Great. Well, thanks for shouting shouting them out. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Uh, do you not have a poem to read? No, not really. I just was listening. Uh, I'm in a listening mood today, and I just wanted to make my plug, if that's cool. Absolutely, uh, Marie. Uh, but uh, cool. Well, I hope you call in and read again at some point. Thanks uh, Thanks for letting us know about uh, poetic diversity and duotrope, and thanks for being a listener today. You're welcome. Have a good Sunday. Bye. Thanks, you too. Bye. All right, Marie, uh, She uh, she's from here in Southern California, publishes poeticdiversity.org. Again, the link just posted in the chat room, uh, 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 which is a, a biannual, I think she said, a publication of poetry online, which I've been uh, very fortunate enough to have been uh, published in a couple times. It re- they really focus on Southern California poetry, um, so keep that in mind before, uh, before submitting. And, and really, I think the best advice – when submitting a, a, a well, I don't know if this is the best advice, but important advice is when you're choosing to submit to someplace, whether it's individual poems to be published in a magazine, in print or online, or entering a contest, or submitting a manuscript to a contest or for publication consideration, one of the most important things you can do is read and follow the submission guidelines. That's so important because they're all different. You know, uh, some people say yes, we we lo- please send as an attachment. Some people say don't send as attachment, please. We will not read your work if it's attached. Some people say include a bio. Some people say include a bio that's only fifty words. Some people say send in five poems. Some people say say you know all the, all of these things are very specific to each publication, and if you don't follow them. Uh, it's it's it really turns off publishers and and very often your work will not be read if the guidelines are not 
uh, are not followed. And this is not because uh, publishers are jerks. It's because um, speaking as a publisher, um, I know that the volume of submissions that we receive is tremendous on a on a weekly basis. And uh, if if you, the guidelines that we set up are set up specifically uh, to help us manage the workload that we get in and give your work the attention it deserves. And if the attention, if, if those guidelines aren't followed, it, it literally just creates extra work for us. Giving uh, an example, I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm currently running uh, the great the 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 ebook free for all you know and so you 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 the guidelines say that you have to fill out this form and and attach your uh, ebook etc and it specifically says on the form for example that to please use proper upper and lower casing don't type in all caps for book titles and that kind of thing so if i get a submission in where someone doesn't pay attention to that and and puts their book title in all capitals or in their description doesn't bother to put capital letters at the beginning of sentences and things like that. I need to actually edit all of that before it's ready to pass on to the web page that lists all that information. It just creates extra work and it's 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 not fun to do extra work when we're already doing so much of this work on behalf of poets of the world. So please follow the guidelines of some place that you are submitting to. All right, moving along. Our next caller um not sure who this is. Could be a a, a cell phone caller with a block number. Um, say hi if you can hear my voice. Hello, Rick. Yeah. Michael. Hey, Michael, from Birmingham, Alabama. Right, how's Birmingham. It, how's it going? I'm glad that spring's here. Last week was Easter. It was a good Easter. <laughs> yes. Ready for a poem I wrote this week? I'm ready. Savior. Saved. Saved by surreal. All art is surreal. Now our life, ours, poetica, born to be the master's peace. Born to be not bound to any gallery. Genuine art exists guilt-free not bound to any gallery, ray, creation made never to be hung. Well, congratulations on the new poem, Michael. It's part of a three-parter, but I didn't do a three-parter and call it one poem today. I just That's just, um, the last part that came Wednesday. The middle one is kind of concrete shaped as a cross. But anyway, that's what I decided to read today and thinking what I was going to read. I think I don't think I called in last month. I'd have to check the archive to let you know, but uh, it's possible that you didn't, but it was great to hear your voice this month. Yeah. <laughs> you got got anything to plug this this time around? Uh, at the end of the month, April. You know, April's National Poetry Month. Have we? I, I didn't start listening to about uh, halfway during the show. I don't know if you've mentioned that uh, April's National Poetry Month at the Birmingham Museum of Art. The uh, the poetry event that we do about every three or four months is called BMA Speaks. And the last I've encouraged them to try to have it, one of them occur in April because April's National Poetry Month and. Uh, uh, the next one will be April 27th, 
which is in April, <laughs> for a yes, national yes. poetry. I um, haven't decided what I'm going to read yet. Well, you got a couple of weeks. Yes, I usually try to read something that's not mine that relates to something art. Uh, there's a poem by, I think, I can't recall his name, The Night Has a Thousand Eyes, But the Day But One. Do you know that poem? The I Night don't know that Okay, well, I might actually uh, read that in conjunction with the art exhibit that's currently up at the museum called The Look of Love. is Eye Miniatures, and you can go online, artsbma.org, and see more about that exhibit, which has been critically acclaimed. It's gotten recognition by the New York uh, New York Times Review. And uh, anyway, all that's there listed. I don't want to take up the program time to uh, to, um, to elaborate on that when it's all on the website. But I might actually now that he's kind of helped me decide what I'm going to read that night. I probably will probably read that poem in conjunction with that art exhibit, and then I might read one of my own that hopefully might be related, either something already have in my portfolio or something else I might write between then and now and in regards to, like, you know, the uh, the look of love, you know. Probably me. I actually, off the top of my head, I'm thinking of a couple of pieces I've written um, that have been prompted, inspired by Emily Bronte's in Weathering Heights. In fact, this Tuesday is a art break. They do that on Tuesdays. There's going to be a, a lecture in conjunction with that exhibit that has to do with Jane Austen. And um, so anyway, I'm, I'm babbling on. It's not poetry, but it's art-related. I like the the way the arts overlap and interrelate. Uh, me me too. Um, I just I just posted the link to the uh, Birmingham Arts Museum uh, in the chat room in case anyone wants to check out the calendar. And I also looked online. I, I think the poem that you were mentioning called The Night Has a Thousand Eyes is by Francis William, uh, Francis William Berdione. Uh, 1852, yes. he wrote it. So thanks for bringing that yeah, to our attention. I was going to guess that, you know, because actually I sent it around to some people at the museum because I thought they would appreciate the interconnection. And I, yeah, and I think that's probably, you know, that's that's the way this has come about. You probably here on today's show, you've got me decide what I'm going to read that night. I'll probably like I said, read that one and one of my own that uh, uh, might be related somehow or another to that exhibit or to the look of love or to love. But it's an interesting exhibit. Anyway, I um, probably have other callers. I do. So, Michael, thank you so much for calling in. Great to hear your voice, and we'll talk to you next time you call in. Okay, you have a good week. Take it easy. That was uh, Michael calling from Birmingham, Alabama, um, a repeat caller, uh, uh, a champion of the arts and poetry in Birmingham, Alabama. Does a lot of stuff there at the Birmingham Museum of Art. Posted the link in the chat room if you live in the area you're traveling through and you want to check out what's going on there. All right, uh, moving along to our next caller from the 513 area code. Hello. Anyone there from 513? Yes, this is Romeo Dinetti. Oh, hi, Romeo. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you feeling? Doing good. Where, where are you calling from again? Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. Cool. Well, welcome back to the show. You're you're a repeat offender. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No problem. Let's hear your poem. All right. This piece is titled Lost. I ask that you lend me your ears so I can touch your mind. Fill your heart and enter to your soul with my thoughts. What do you write when you feel that you've lost your reason for enjoying life? When the one thing that made you smile 
is nowhere in sight. Feeling lower than the lowest height. Emotions got your mind thinking wrong, even though feelings feel so real and right. Trapped in darkness. Praying the Lord send you back your light. Not tonight, but now. Expect me to go through life without my heart. How? That's not a question. Because I already know the answer. I want to be with you. But I feel the need to be even more true, which is I need to be with you. I breathe you. Call me partially blind because I only see you. When a man loves, he professes his love for his love, for her love. So that's what I'm here to do. I want to love you. Every second of the days of my life, I want to love you. More than a husband can love a wife. And if that's impossible, then I want to love you enough to give up my life. To give you life. So the truth is I would die for you. But this truth will never die. I live for you. That's one of the reasons I do what I do when I'm doing what I do when I do for you. I want to love you. So that's the least you expect me to do. I told you I want to love you. So what else you expect me to do? I want to be all you need me to be. I'll study Shakespeare so I can properly say and translate how much I yearn to be with thee. I wish I knew the words that would bring back my joy to me. But I feel I'll be writing forever. That's my thoughts. Romeo, great. Uh, the poem uh, is uh, true to your name for sure. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Cool. So thanks for calling in. You, you you got a website or anything you can plug while I got you on the air? Um, I'm working on a, uh, my first poetry album. Uh, Romeo Natty presents my thoughts. I have a, a couple of videos on YouTube at Mr. Romeo Natty. That's all one name. No How do you spell that? How do you spell that? M-R-R-O-M-E-O-D-N-A-T-I. Got it. So it's uh, YouTube.com slash Mr. Romeo Donati? Correct. Yes. Cool. Just posted that in the uh, chat room as well in case anyone wants to check, check, you know, check you out doing your thing. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. My pleasure. Um Cool. Well, uh, I really appreciate you calling in as as uh, as always, and I hope you call in again sometime. Okay, I'm a um, fallback listener. And congratulations on uh, you had a feature, I believe, last month. Um, I had a chance to hear you was on there with another another um, author. Um, yeah. Was, yeah, I enjoyed the show. Oh, cool. The 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 through lines with me and Brendan Constantine. You listen to that? Yes. 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 Cool. I'm glad you were able to sit through. It was it was a great conversation, though I know there was an echo in the background the whole time, uh, which which probably made it tough to listen to. But so I appreciate you sticking with it. Oh no problem, no problem. Keep doing your thing. Will do. All right, Romeo. Thanks for calling in. Take it easy. That was our Romeo Donati calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. About five minutes left in the show. Going to try to get to our our last caller from the nine one nine area code. Hello. 
919, anybody there? Nobody from 919. How about uh, how about uh, 281? Are you there? I'm here. Cool. What's uh, uh who am I talking to? Hi, this is Exalt. E X X X A L T. And I just have a short piece that I'd like to share with you. Cool. Where are you calling from, Exalt? I'm calling from Houston. Houston. Houston, Texas. I've heard of it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to share this piece with you real quick. This is my first time calling in, and I really enjoy the show. Cool. Okay, this piece is called Fragile. I'm still fragile now, so careful with me. Tough is just what I pretend to be when, in reality, my hands are shaken while my takers are taken. And I'm on the terrifying verge of breaking with no visual on the senses making. You see, I'm so good when my hands are still. Even better, when my taker's taken, I pretend not to feel. I'm at my all-time best when convinced that these pieces that blows out of me aren't really real. Can't envision who, what, or how I'll be after going through this meal. Inevitably, fragile, still. And that's my piece. Very nice, Exalt. So, uh, first time calling. Have you have you done any readings in person, like uh, uh, at at you know coffee houses or venues or stuff like that, or is this just your first radio show calling, or or is this just the first time you've called into this show? This is actually my first time calling into this show, and I read once for another radio show. Cool. So this is all kind of new. Uh, yeah, basically. I have hundreds of pieces that I have that I've written. I'm unpublished. So I mean I'm just looking for other avenues to take because I just haven't been doing anything for my work and I've just been piling it up, piling it up and having all of these binders full of work and doing nothing with it. Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad to, that uh, that we're kind of hearing you at the beginning of this uh, journey for you and I, I hope to hear more from you in the future. Well, thank you so much. And can you give me the the link to the chat room? Um, well, if you're listening on the website, there should be a, a, a link right where you started listening um, that that says you know chat or something uh, okay. uh, like like that. Um, uh, so so check it out. I'll take a look. Okay. Well, thank you so much for welcoming me. My pleasure. My thank pleasure. You. Bye. That was uh, Exalted calling from Houston, Texas, just at the beginning of her um, poetry career here. Well, we're just about out of time. i got about a minute left in the show, so I see there's another couple callers on that on, uh, on hold that we didn't get to, so I apologize to you guys. Our next show is going to be uh, Sunday, May 6th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. So call in a little earlier. We go. I, I put callers in on, on the air in the order that you – that you call in, so the earlier that you call, the more likely you, you are to to get your poem. Um, so there you go. Again, uh, uh, if you got a poem uh, that has to do with uh, Yom HaShoah or the Holocaust, um, click on a, a submission guidelines at poetrysuperhighway.com. Follow those guidelines with a special note that it's a special submission for the Holocaust Remembrance Day issue, and get them in by Thursday for consideration for next week's Poet of the Week publication. 
And please, if you've got an ebook or you're willing to put one together, uh, submit it for our, our ebook free for all. All the guidelines are online. Just just click on great ebook free for all. And you're good. Um, thanks so much to everyone who called in and listened. Uh, check us out at PoetrySuperHighway.com. My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the host of the show. Um, so thanks to everyone who called in. Have a great rest of your weekend, everyone. Bye.